Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, Little Boomers, to a draft recap special of Bucket and Boomer. My name is Buck at Kyle. I am your host. Here with my co-host, Little Boomer. Little Boomer, how are you feeling today? Uh, magical. 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 Why magical? Uh, I may have had some pizza with some weird spores on it. Oh, yeah. I've those, That's always the best kind. From Mellow Mushroom, I think, right? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Hey, so we're here today, uh, Little Boomer. I know it's been a while. Um, we needed a break. I needed a break personally. I think everybody else around me could probably do some podcasts here and there, but it's been a lot of golfing going on, a lot of relaxing, a lot of beer drinking. A lot of beer drinking. I would. I mean, we're drinking at a golf course. Yes. So yeah, lots of beer drinking. Uh, Fourth of July was fun uh, out at the out at the Tinney Homestead. Yep, had the red, white, and boomer. That's right, red, white, and boomer uh, coming back and better than ever next year. So everybody that yeah. that's listening to this, mark your calendars for whatever day the weekend falls on next year it's probably going to be a saturday i think next year the first will be on a or the fourth will be on a tuesday yeah so we'll probably do it saturday Saturday the first yeah so stay tuned for that i guess in 365 ish days and we'll keep you updated on that uh but anyways hope everybody's having a great summer um we are the Bucket and Boomer podcast, and we're here to talk about the draft. So basically what Little Boomer has done is he's written us up some wonderful, wonderful literature on all these draft picks. A um, lot, lot of copy and paste. We were at the draft party at uh, Penns and Easton uh, that the Blue Jackets put on. Wonderful event. Great job by them. Uh, Not bad. I mean, we threw you a birthday party, and they showed up. Yeah, I mean, it was a birthday party for me, and there just happened to be a draft on top of it. I mean, Elvis came to your birthday party. He did. It was in Stinger. Everybody was there. Yeah. Uh, even Mike Todd showed up for me. Mike Todd. It was great. Absolute what a guy. Legend. Yeah, but, yeah, it was a, it was a great – we even got shout-out. Uh, everybody was there. J.D., uh, the first pick of the drafts came up and talked, and he even shouted out everybody at Penn's Easton. And place went nuts. It was everybody awesome. Everybody cheered, and we almost missed the pick. We almost missed the pick, which – was a good pick. So, you know, we'll just get right into it. Um, so the number one, the no- round one pick overall number six, the Blue Jackets had, that was the pick from Chicago. Uh, the Blue Jackets select David Jarrett. Before we get into this, I want we're going to butcher these names. <laughs> yes, uh, we are. So just Except for the last one. Prepare for the, yes, the last guy that we drafted. Got that one. Not going to butcher Talking that one. Talking to you, so Jimmy Fisher. Uh, but so David Jarrett. Jarrett? Jarrett. Jarrett. Yurik. It's Yurik. You mean? J-I-R-I-C-K. DJ. Yurik. DJ. So that 6'3", 190-pound defenseman, 18 years old, uh, right shot out of uh, Czechoslovakia, right? Yep. Or Czech Republic now. Czech Republic, yeah. Um, Yeah, it seems like a really good pick. Uh, A lot of the guys, you know, if you look at all these advanced analytics guys that are talking about it, 100% chance to make the pros, uh, just a, a, a... defenseman's defenseman it yeah. seems like from this he's guy he's literally probably the only guy on this list this year that actually has a shot at seeing the ice we'll probably see him at possibly the beginning of the season um, because he's got that nine game window and they can kind of do the Cole Sillinger treatment you give us a reason to send you away if you don't give us a reason just stay and play right well and we'll definitely see with camp right so development camp started on Monday uh, went through today, and I think is going through tomorrow as well. If Tomorrow's the three-on-threes. Three-on-three, so that's the last day tomorrow, I believe. Um, it's open to the public, so if anybody wants to go watch, uh, Chiller North up in Lewis Center, yep. uh, it's it's great. You know, Danny Danny Smith, friend of the pod, yep. got some great pictures over there yesterday. Yeah, Praise from a lot of people. Excellent pictures. 64 um, of them. Amazing pick. 64 of and them. And they're, they're all really good. She did a great job. So check those out if you haven't yet. Uh, so going back to, to Yurik, Yurich. I don't know how to fucking say this guy's name. You're a check. You're a check, I guess. That's what we're going with. David, okay. I've also heard him called David and David. Um, so from what I've heard during the draft, and I don't know how, Elliot Friedman even during the draft, and some of these guys, comparing him almost to Seth Jones. Tall guy, big dude, uh, can play defense because he's got the big body, but also is really good with the puck on his stick. I heard one of the guys from development camp 
I can't remember if it was Dylan Tyre or who, but they were talking about his puck handling skills, said you couldn't tell the difference between him and Kent Johnson, that he was going to revolutionize the defensive position, and that's after all the accolades that McCarr just got. Which is crazy, yeah. So yeah. so this guy, this guy has a bright, bright future. This was an awesome pick. This is something that we needed more than anything is a right shot, big boy defenseman. Um, he's known for his passes starting out of the zone. He's supposed to be a great passer, kind of like uh, Ryan Murray was when he wasn't hurt. But he just has, right. has a knack for getting the puck to the guys that score the puck. And so the way that this draft went was super weird, right? So the first couple picks, everybody's expecting Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright. I think he fell to fourth to Seattle. Yep. Uh, but Shane Wright for the first three picks, everybody thought, and I'm like, we're sitting there like, holy shit, is he going to fall? Is Shane Wright actually going to fall to sixth? Which would have been nuts. But at the, at the same time, I was thinking, you know, why not package? I, I was saying this at the draft party. Let's oh, we both were. Number six and somebody else, not the 12th pick, but the, even the 12th pick in a, in a player prospect. And Jump up, up those and two Shane spots. Wright. I mean, why not? Obviously, Seattle really wanted him. There was probably some offers there for that pick. I would There had to have been. Oh, it had to have been. Uh, but Shane, Shane Wright ended up going to Seattle. We'll see how he pans out. Um, obviously, it's Actually, was, it's probably going to be a better deal for him because he's got a chance to play this year in Seattle. And I think he will. I think he's going to yeah, be one I mean, of those guys. What that else do in. they have? True. I mean, Winberg's there still. Uh, he's not a bad center, but, you know. Okay, not, you got Winberg and Beneers. Right. Yeah, Matty Beneers, that's right. Might as well just throw Shane Wright and Beneers out there and let them be one, two, and see what you got. So it's going to be very interesting to see interesting to see what happens with that. Um, going back to the Blue Jackets, though, let's talk about the depth of the defense now. So the last couple of seasons, the last two seasons, really, well, season, since Seth Jones left, um, there's been an ob obvious glaring deficiency at defense. You know, Zach Warinsky yeah. is the number one defender on this team, and that's obvious, but he's not – that guy yet he's not that defenseman yet he's a really good offensive defenseman is going to lead your team your your defenseman and goals every year as he should i don't know boquist if he boquist can stay healthy there, for sure um i think boquist would have if he would have stayed healthy this year but i i think warinsky is going to be that not tory krug type but the, the the guy that you're looking to to score on power play the power play quarterback i think like, like a victor headman only smaller right so we got we get Jarek in there, Jarecek. I keep calling him the wrong name. Jarecek. The, the J's uh, a Y. I know it's a year. Jarecek. But the, so we, we pick him up, and then you moved to number twelve, right? You moved to pick number twelve. Um, the so Blue Jackets also had, and that was our own pick. Uh, this one kind of broke my heart a little bit, not because of who we took, but who San Jose traded up and took right in front of us. Right. So what San Jose traded up to get the eleventh pick, I believe, and took Connor Geeky, right? Took Connor Geeky. That was that was my dude. Connor but Geeky probably would have been the pick. I mean, on a bright side, Connor Geeky got hurt day one of development camp. That's the last thing we need is another guy coming in getting hurt day one. Speaking of that, uh, Boquist, change your number, please. If you're, Boquist, if you're listening to this, which you're not, but you might be, change change that number. Anybody that's listening to this, I need you to get on board right now. We need to change his number. Let's just pick a number for him. What number do we want him to be? Thirty-one. I don't care. Not twenty-seven. Not Thir not twenty-seven. Thirty-one. Who cares? It's uh, as long as it's not twenty-seven. I could give a shit. Uh, like I said in the past, just put seventy-two on. No one in this franchise it was worth a crap ever wore seventy-two. I feel like you're fucking with me. I can't think of numbers. Oh, Bob. Yeah, of course. Fucking Sergio Bobrovsky himself, Jesus uh, Christ! No, but in, in all seriousness, good lord, go 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 twenty nine, uh, or no, oh, that's taken. <laughs> well, it might not be, Why? Yeah, but well. that's a whole other topic. Go go twenty five, go seventeen, go whatever. Yeah, whatever. pick a different number. Also, Blue Jackets equipment management and like whoever decides what numbers get used and don't get used. Fucking X that out. Gone. Yes, forever. Yes. Ryan and, Murray ruined that for everybody. And and take five away from Bayreuther. Cursed. Why? Why? Because five's for the fifth line. <laughs> that, uh, that's actually a good point. We should bring that up at well, some point. Well, Felino and Atkinson would not let nobody wear number five. As soon as they got traded, we have a number five. That's fair. I thought Bayreuther wore five when he was here with... No, he wore seven the first time. Oh, Okay. Uh, okay, so anyways, moving on. Crowley took seven. To pick overall number 12 is Denton uh, Matejchuk. Matejchuk? 
Matichuk. I think it's uh, Matichuk. 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 That sounds stupid. Matichuk. 5'11", 190-pound defenseman, 18 years old. And, that, and, that's a and, thing 18 years and happy birthday. Today's his birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday. July 12, 2004. He is eight, 19 now, right? No, 18. 18. <laughs> He's 18. Jesus. Yeah, oh, he, he just turned 18 today. He was 17 when he got drafted. That's amazing. I've been working in my field four years longer than he's been alive. 5'11", five, five right? That's crazy. 5'11", and here we are still doing a podcast about yeah. it. 5'11", uh, I know it's kind of small for a defenseman. Not necessarily as much, but, but he's 190. Mind, these guys are still growing. Right. He's 190. He's not 175. Sure. He's not Blankenberg size, right? right. Or insert name here. He's, I mean, Which, congrats on Blankenberg for that QO he got. Yep. That qualifying offer. Well, I mean, he, he came in and just showed the fuck out those last couple games oh, yeah. of the season last year. Everybody loves a good story, and that guy has one of the best stories in all of hockey. So from what some experts are saying uh, around the league, uh, one from Jeff Spoboda here, and I quote, he might be one of the best skaters in the draft while his vision and passing ability stand out on the offensive end, and defensively he's able to use his solid frame to play a physical style. I love that word. Physical. Physical. And that's exactly what we need on the defensive end at this point because, like I said, Wierenski's not hitting anybody, right? right? And we've seen that. And that's fine. That's not his right. style of play. He's got a long stick and he uses it well for the most part. Um, but I, I think that somebody like this, you know, a guy that can come in with good skill, and same, and same with Jerichek. I think these right. two coming in with this with this good skill. Well, you just, you just we, go down this list. I mean, I, I've, I've got a lot of info from – Different places. I went to Elite Prospects. I went to the Athletic. I went to yeah, Lil the Daily Faceoff. I mean, and I mean, just look at some of these comments. He's considered a strong skater. That was Mike Morale. Plays with NHL level pace. Reads plays and is all over the ice. That was Peter Harling. Uh, you read the Savota one. Among the smartest players in the class, his vision and playmaking abilities are excellent. That was Evan Pace from Dauber Prospects. He's already a plus-level skater, which helps him escape pressure with his feet, push up the ice control, and trailing in transition. Uh, Scott Wheeler from The Athletic. And that's the thing about these defensemen I mean, is, is, you know, we see guys that can handle the puck, you know, in their, in their own end, but then, like, kind of— They can't get away from nobody. What, right. They, they kind of buff it on a, on a forecheck. And I, I, what we need is guys that can— Fake a four, you know, fake out a four check and move the puck up ice, and I think that's exactly what we got with these two. Per first, and the other thing I love with, with the these round. two first picks that I keep seeing is the the passing ability, passing ability, passing ability. One of our biggest complaints for the last few years is we've bitched and moaned about passes flipping on edge when they're going to the guys up front. Nobody can get a breakaway because one, we can't pass tape to tape. Two, the puck's always wobbling. So. Two of the highlights out of both these guys is their skating ability and their puck handling and their passing ability. I mean, if we got guys that can start the rush, who knows? We might score eight every game. Yeah, uh, that's – you never know. I mean, and the way that development – now that Rick Nash is running development and everything, first of all, Rick Nash knows what, what he's watching when it comes to hockey. He knows exactly what needs to happen. He's a big part of when it comes to these drafts um, that we don't really know about, but – Right, he's he works the guy really close he with takes plane trips all over the place absolutely. just to watch these guys play exhibition games. Yes, and him working with Yarmo with all of this so closely I think is, is a huge deal because Rick totally understands what kind of player would fit with this culture of team that we have here in Columbus, and it is translating, I think, so well so far from the last year that we've started this rebuild I mean, Re look, at, look at the results last season. Everybody's proje projecting the Blue Jackets to come in last in the league, basically. Yep. And they they came they overcame expectations, you know, by a lot. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so moving on to the next pick, uh, the round two pick, number forty four uh, overall, Luca Del Bell Belouz, uh, center, six one, one hundred seventy nine pound center um, from Canada, eighteen years old. Um, this guy has an incredible story from last season. It's almost, uh, what's, God, well, I can't even think of his name right now, from the guy nobody knew about, Russian. Oh, Chinnikov. Chinnikov. It, it kind of reminds me of that kind of thing where Yarmo went, they found this kid. Well, this kid, they was, knew about this kid was projected to be a late first-round pick, and somehow he slid. Only because of his last season. Yeah. Right? So yep. 
he he started off uh, the season before last six points in fifty eight games, and then he went into how many points? A hundred. Uh, seventy six points in sixty eight games last season, right? Yep. Which is that that jump? There's some what what happened there in I'm, that between those two seasons to have that jump? That is unbelievable. I, I'm assuming two things happened: one, a growth spurt, and two, a light bulb big turned guy, on. Big, yeah, tall dude. Yeah, yeah a light. I mean, you think a, you said a light bulb? A light bulb yeah. turned on. I mean. To go from six points in 58 games to 76 points in 68 games, that's just that's ridiculous. I mean, that is ridiculous. And, I mean, I've, I've watched some of his highlight videos. Um, Jason Newland of Fire the Cannon shared a bunch of them on Twitter. Dude, he's got this one where he pulls the puck from the left side of the net and just dekes all the way around the damn goalie, just drags him and just embarrasses him. And he's one of those guys, he's always in the right place at the right time. Right. Smart, good hockey IQ, right? I mean, yeah. knows his positioning and plays it well. Knows his role on the ice and plays it well. Which it seems like his role now all yeah. of a sudden is scoring. I mean, it's assisting. Well, he seems I like mean, a playmaking says, center. Says, says he has a great shot and he has a knack for finding the back of the net. But the biggest thing is he's considered a responsible 200-foot center which is something we've been looking for for years. So that's, that's the thing about these guys, too. Is if, uh, part of the scouting report is if he's not big enough, physical enough, to compete in the NHL yet. As a, at 179 pounds, skinny guy, right. but this development, development camp starting now, Del Belbaluz is there, right. uh, I mean, and he will be at Traverse City in training camp. He yeah. is going to bulk up before the beginning of the season. Well, one of the things uh, Bobby Mack and Dylan Ty were talking about just yesterday on their pod was – a guy like Colson Colemans, who we drafted first round last year. He was standing beside Matejacek. They're about the same height, but Colemans is so much thicker because he had one year of college weightlifting. You know, he went to college one year, hit the weight room, put on 15 pounds, and looks way bigger than he did last year. You give these guys a year or two of hitting the weight room, they're all going to add 20 pounds. Easy. Easy. I hope so. That would be great. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I know Yarmo's gotten a lot of shit for his drafting in recent years uh, since he's been here, really, which isn't recent yeah. anymore. Jesus, we're on year eight of him, I think. It's been a minute. Um, it, well, and the other thing is everybody wants instant gratification. And, you well, know, this isn't the NFL. Sure, sure. In the NFL, you draft guys that have been in college for three years. We're talking about young men that are at least old enough to buy beer. These guys, dude, our last pick's still in high school. Right. Right. And that's the, yeah. And I mean, I, you look at these guys coming to play in two, three, four years. Everybody you draft is a project unless you hit a Connor Bedard right, next year. For sure. I, but I go back to, like, Winberg. It, it was a first-round pick. Didn't really pan out as much as a first-round pick should have, I guess. And he was a higher first-round pick. We go back mm-hmm. to Sonny Milano, who... Just got dumped by Anaheim. Who we drafted while Who, David Posenak was still on the board. Right. Yes, Jesus. Um, and then you, and then also like Marco Dano, first-round pick. Yeah. Guys like that, you know, that that's those were Yarmo picks. Yeah. And I, I think I think they were. They were right at the beginning of his tenure, I believe. But, I mean, look at what he's done lately. I mean, Cole also, Sillinger. Congrats on Marco Dano. I think he's having a kid. Or he I mean, got married, one of the two. Couldn't tell you. I don't know either. Couldn't tell you. When they leave, so does the follow. <laughs> but look at look at some of the picks he's done in recent years. I mean, he I know it didn't work out in the long run, but he had the balls to take PLD over Polviari. Polyarvi. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody said he's nuts. Well Well now if, if I have to pick Pol- between Pol- those Pol- two players. One's better than the other. One has a better attitude than the other. But Cole right. Sillinger last year, they were looking for a reason to send him to AHL. This is a guy he found. Chinnikov looks like he could be something in the future. But once again, these guys are projects. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know, Kent Johnson looks like he has all the ability in the world. We're going to find out this year. I mean, you don't draft 18-year-old kids and plan on every one of them playing. Cole Sillinger is an anomaly. I agree. Um, all right, so moving on to round three, uh, number overall pick number 96. 
Uh, your Columbus Blue Jackets take uh, the f right winger, 5'9", 165 pound, Jordan Dumais. I think that's how you say that. Dumas, Dumas, Dumais, Dumais, something like that. It's like oh. Illinois, right? You don't say the S at the end. We can just call him Dunice Dumais. because he's wearing number 69. We love to see it. Uh, Dunice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Jordan Dunice. Um, another, so this, he in, currently plays for the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, notable alumni from that team, Jody Shelley. Uh, played for Halifax before he came over to the NHL. And this is, this is the okay, this is the 100-point guy. I was thinking it was the last one. So Jordan yeah. Dumai, last season, um, smaller player doesn't get enough recognition they deserve uh, compared to Johnny Goudreau, I believe. And right? Braden Point. And Braden Point. How many points last season? 119 points in 61 games. Right, which is how many? 109 and 69 and 68 games. I don't know his stats before it's that. It's just under two points a game. Just under two, which is insane. I mean, that's yeah. like, I know. Look, I know it's the it's the QMJHL. So don't get me wrong here. Right. It's not anything super but, competitive or crazy. But that's like Connor McDavid numbers in that league. Right. I mean, and, which and is he's, crazy. He and he's broke, out here in the third round. He, he broke records that that like he broke franchise records for the team he played with. You know, the history of the franchise, he's the best scorer. And he was setting league records. I mean, he was scoring at a rate that no one in this league had seen. But, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, they project him in the NHL to be like a 70 to 85 point a game score once he gets his feet wet. But he's another guy, 5'9", 165. It's going to be two or three years, and there's going to be some weightlifting before this guy sees the ice. I mean, 165 pounds is this nothing This seems like another guy, though, that, that, we, that Yarmo found that is like just flipped the switch all of a sudden. And now 119 points uh, in 61 – 109 points in 61 games. No, 119. 119 is unbelievable. I was looking at the top there. <laughs> Um, 119 but, uh, and 61 I, games. Not great playoff numbers, but I, I think he'll definitely get a culture shock getting into the league. I think Traverse City in itself will give him some of, some of a little bit of a culture shock. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, also what intentions are of these players going back to their amateur teams or college even. Uh, a lot I don't of know them, that we'll see any of these most guys. Of them, most of them are going somewhere else to play next year. Honestly, Eurocheck's really the only one we might see. We could, yeah, and I well, there's another one in here as well that we'll get to that I could see playing this year as well. He's the next pick, um, but Jordan Dumai, he's he's looked good. If you're watching the development camp uh, unfold on Twitter at all, he's definitely been getting some recognition there uh, with his shot um, and and just the way that he handles the puck. I mean, even around you know teammates that are about the same skill levels he is right now, but still, it's, it's, he seems like he's going to turn out to be a, a good one. Yeah, one of the good things, too, is everybody that had a quote about him, all they kept talking about was his work ethic. Work ethic, work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. So I would definitely take a smaller guy with a great work ethic over a lazy big dude. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so Jordan Dumai, hopefully good things coming out of this. Keep in mind, little boomers, as we're talking about this, we're being very, like, uh, uh, optimistic about these guys, which is new for me. Sure, but like most most of these guys, third round and, and further, don't even ever see the league. It's it's rare yeah. that these guys, like ten percent, something like that, that these guys pass the third round. Yeah, but I mean, the good thing with this guy is, I mean, the numbers he put up and the people he compared to and the people he's being compared to, he's a guy that in two three years, if he does get a chance and he does pan out, holy shit! Yeah. I, they, I mean, I'd take a 70-point score. This could be a great team being built right now. And eventually, you know, all these draft picks, if they turn out to be what were they being compared to, which realistically they will not. Uh, but if they do, we're, the cap space won't be enough for all these guys. Well, the cap's going up. Not that much. Uh, so moving on to the next pick, round four. Pick overall number 109 from the Columbus oh, Blue Jackets. The um, big boy. This is a right winger, right? But probably should be playing defense in my – with or, his size? Is this or, right? Or MMA? Is this right? This, right winger? This, yes. 6'6", 236-pound right winger, Kirill Dolzenkov, Dolzenkov uh, from Russia. Yeah. Holy shit. Let me just say that again. 6'6", oh, six 
Six foot six. 236 pound right winger. 236 pounds. Is that right? I've seen as high as 243 pounds, but. The elite. right winger part. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So. I just can't even put into. I, I know Carlson is a pretty big dude, but she's gone now. Six, I think Carlson was 6'4", six, 6'5", six, right? Is Carlson gone? Is that who they got rid of? He's one of them that did not get qualified. Right. Um, Stenlin and six, Carlson. 6'6 six is so large. It's it's hard to even, like, that's such a large human being. Not quite Chara's level, but it's getting up there-ish, six inches away from that. That's about all. I mean, that's about all we've seen from this guy. 14 goals, 38 assists, and 28 games uh, in 21-22, which is very impressive. Um, especially at that size. I don't even have to look at his – I know he's going to be physical. He obviously plays a physical game. I just cannot get over how large this right winger is. Right winger. I'm double-checking. I'm double-checking, but I'm pretty sure I'm dead on. Uh, so here's another yep. thing. Uh, while that's a great – he is a right winger. While that's a great base to build upon, uh, Dolzenkov still has questions about some of his defensive fundamentals, decision-making, skating, and use of his size. Um, so what that tells me is that he is at this point right now, he's obviously very good at hockey, very skilled uh, when it comes to the major, like the, the yeah. mass looking at it of things, right? But Well, here's the one that catches me off guard. He doesn't have the decision-making. He's got the, the IQ has to be there or else you won't Well, here's one of the ones that catches me off guard. One of the quotes from one of the scouts is, is not an aggressive player. He actually leans more on being a skilled player with his reach and shot being his best two attributes. How in the hell are you six foot six, 236, and you don't lean on your physicality? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Let's it's, get I, him out of Russia. Let's get him to our bar. I'll teach him how to be a badass. There you go. Just start fighting him. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I am very – I will be watching his career with great interest. I'll put it that way. I, he's very, won, I don't think that he's going to really do much – I think from everything I look at, he's he's a three to four year project. He's still very very raw, and uh, he's one of the two draft picks that did not make it to development camp. Obviously, the other ones are Russian as well. We know everything that's going on over there. Marchenko's here. I and I just getting ready to say, and I did see Danny's pictures of Marchenko, and I've been saying all along, I won't believe it until I see it. I've now seen it. He's here, so we can count him. And he said he's not going back. Yes, I he's did hear that. He's staying in the States all summer, and he's going to be here for training camp, Traverse City Tournament, uh, preseason, and he's, I, I do expect him to be on the roster opening night. I, I do. Marchenko, I mean, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely, that, that shot at development camp, everybody's already talking about it. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Marchenko. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, Jesus. I mean, you're going to have to wait till training camp because right now he's, what, a 24-year-old playing with 18-year-olds? Right, that's in Traverse City's going to show a lot too. I think preseason he'll get a lot of time there. We'll see what he's made of for sure. Uh, but Dolzenkov, yeah, man, six six two thirty six winger. I, big boy, big that is boy. Unreal. I just I, is I there hate anybody else like him in the league that plays offense that's that large. Lucic is he that big? Mm, Lucic don't play offense like that. I don't, I don't know. know. I can't think of anybody that big that there has probably the is, skill set they're talking about. Uh, all right, moving on to round number five, um, number 138 overall. Uh, got another Sergey on the team here. Uh, Sergey Ev- Ev- Ivanov, Ivanov, a goalie, 5'11", 165 pounds uh, from Russia as well, 18-year-old. Uh, um, this guy, you said, started third string on his team last at the beginning of last season. Yeah, he was Ended the, up coming in to start and he, went 8-0-1. Yep. He was the number three goalie on this team when they went to, I can't remember if it was World Champion or whatever tournaments they were playing in because they couldn't go to the IIFH stuff. But he was the number three goalie on the roster. There was an injury, and then he outplayed the number two goalie, moved up, and once he became the number one, he went 8-0-1 and just started shooting up the prospect boards. Um, he's arguably the number one goalie in this draft. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. And, you know, I mean, if anybody has a good idea of what goalie we're looking at, it's, it's Manny Legacy. I mean, the, 
the guy knows his, his goaltending, so I know he was a part of that as well. Um, you know, it, from what I'm seeing here as well on the, on the scouting report, rebounding can be a little shaky. Uh, doesn't mess up on the recovery too often, though. So rebounding, clearly letting, letting loose rebounds out into the middle of the ice can be a huge problem in the NHL, especially with some of the grinding centers and wingers that live down there and wait for those juicy rebounds. Um, we've seen that time and time again with Corpy and, and Elvis last season. So hopefully he can get that cleaned up, but I don't expect to see him. Also, 18-year-old. Well, All these guys, I think, are still growing, right? I mean, Yeah, and the other good thing that they also said about him is even though some of, some of the rebound control is a little questionable, that he's athletic enough that even when he does misplay a rebound, he's in the right spot for the second shot. Yeah, that's uh, the nine international games, eight zero and one. Took Russia to a gold medal at the Youth Olympic Games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, great accolades here from that guy. Um, there was definitely goalies that went before him, and obviously for a reason. But yeah, I think I, I do think that he can definitely get turned around here and 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 developed well in this system. So I think he was what the third goalie off the board. Uh, that sounds right. I don't know. Everything got – I left after the second round, after the first couple picks, actually, the draft well, party. This, I don't really this would have been on Friday. When oh, yeah, that's right. I was listening to it via – who's space? I knew Dylan Tyre was there. Price Svoboda. So, I don't know. Those that. two have been doing them all the time. I think it was actually – I think it was Bobby Mack, Dylan Tyre, and Jean-Luc Grandpierre. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, all right, so moving on here to the last pick of the draft for the Columbus Blue Jackets, round seven, number 203 overall. Uh, right winger out of um, – he's from the United States. I just am not sure where. Uh, committed to Northeastern University, James Fisher. That one we have no issues pronouncing. Jimmy Fisher. James Fisher. Love to see it. Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Who played high school last year. Yeah, high schooler um, playing at Northeastern University next season. He's already committed to playing there, so right. there's no chance he'll be here next year. Which, a seventh-round pick is, is, is what it is. Obviously, these guys are good enough to even get drafted. Uh, I don't expect to ever see him crack the lineup, ever. And if he does, then that's, that would be amazing. Uh, netted I mean, 17 goals and 11 assists in 27 games last season for Belmont High School. Yeah. Uh, no, two seasons ago. Did not play last year because of the pandemic. Yeah. He's currently the 99th ranked player in North America. Nice, which is, meh. I mean, you go two per state, he's in that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> Can't be bad. Can't be that, but I mean, no, he's great. He's got drafted by an NHL yeah. team, yeah. I mean, 6'2", 194, I mean, that's good size on an 18-year-old kid already. Agreed, yeah. And a kid that's probably not done growing, so... Once again, like some of these other guys, you know, three, four years down the road, you know, you might call up a Justin Danforth like last year, and only next time we call up a James Fisher, and he just never goes back. Hopefully, and that would be great. I mean, obviously you want all your draft picks to pan out. Uh, obviously it doesn't always work out like that. It can't. Right. Or else it wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, if you, can, if you can get one out of three right, you're doing better than most GMs. But for looking at a lot of these picks, I mean – there's clearly a strategy involved. It's it's centers and defensemen. The wingers right. come. We're wing heavy. Absolutely and uh, literally, yeah, wing heavy because this six six two hundred sixty fucking pound winger we just got is heavy as fuck. That's but he's not physical. No, it's just the reason crazy. why. I will never get. Yeah. Which is I, the reason why Kevin Stenland didn't get a qualifying offer. As my good friend uh, Emperor Palpatine once said, "We will be watching your career with great interest," and I. I it, we will be absolutely. absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Everything that he does, I will be watching. I, yeah. I how just, the fuck are you six six two sixty and not hitting people? And I just, I just hope they can get out of Russia and get over here at some point. Because, I mean, Marchenko did it. I mean, anybody. It's, yeah, it's almost well, like they're gonna have to defect at this point. It's crazy. Well, exactly. I mean, you saw the crap that happened with Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, accusing him oh of having God. fake military passports and stuff. That is a crazy well, story. What about the goalie from Philadelphia? He said he was going to Philadelphia and signed his contract and everything. And then when he went back to Russia, they sent his ass. They said they were going to put him on a sub. Instead, they sent him to, like, the Arctic Circle, and he's stuck doing military duty. So Philly ain't getting their goalie for 26 months. Wow. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crap going on over wow. there. Wow. It's crazy. 
And I, you know, I'm not trying to get political with it. I don't care if you're no, liberal, conservative, I mean, just, Republican, yeah, Democrat, independent, whatever, whatever you yeah, are. related. Dude, this, there's a lot of crap going over there no matter what side you're on. And that's the thing I worry about with guys like this is will they ever be able to get out of there? Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that's all the picks so far. That, that, all of the picks. Not so far. All yeah. the picks this season. Um, what we're going to do next, we're going to get into a little bit of free agency and and what we think about that. So uh, stay with us. All right, so back at it. Coming off, off the draft talk there, uh, great draft from what I've heard from many, many experts around the league uh, saying that Blue Jackets probably had one of the better drafts of any team, I think. Yeah, we're listed in the top five as the winners on all the boards. Which is great. That's how it was last season, too. A lot of surprises last season, even in the year before that. A lot of surprises. Um, coming out of Blue Jackets camp with those picks and honestly things we love to see clearly a a front office staff that wants this team to do well in the coming years and I think it's we're here at the it's coming quicker than we think I really do yeah that's why it's a retool not a rebuild that's right so going into the UFAs uh, I'll just read down the list real quick of UFAs that are going to be departing the Blue Jackets this next uh, this this offseason uh, a lot of these names, some of them might, one or two of them might get re-signed on a, on a lower deal, who knows. Um, but starting with Dean Kukin uh, is a UFA starting tomorrow at noon. Uh, Scott Harrington, Kevin Stenlin, uh, Jean-Francois Barube, Cam Johnson, Tyler Sakura, Nathan Gerby, and Gabe Carlson. Uh, all departures starting tomorrow who will be unrestricted free agents Right. Um, and you before you start yelling at us that so-and-so's an RFA, when they didn't get qualified yesterday, they became an RFA. Correct, or which is UFA. just Carlson and Stenland. And Stenland. Uh, I've heard, I see a lot of people talking about Stenland and how he should have got more chances and all this, but I, I disagree, and I think that he got his chances. He had plenty of opportunities. several chances. And it just wasn't what they what they wanted. Uh, there was They were thinking he could end up being a one or two C at some point, at maybe even three, and it just – did not pan out to that. We definitely saw, you know, sparks of brilliance from him, uh, but I just don't think it was enough. Yeah, I mean, he obviously. has a he has a great shot, but that's it. Great shot and great hair. And great hair. I mean, and he's another one like we were talking about the big boy from Russia. He's another big dude, right? That hits like a pillow. Yeah. I mean, use your body, get physical. Um, so yeah, Harrington's gone. I, you know, not he played seven games last year. Whatever. Uh, the I don't big, even the remember him playing last year. I think year. defensive depth wise is Dean Kukin. Uh filled in pretty well last season. Um, now again, he he may get re-signed. Uh, I I do see him moving to another team uh, now. He's no, he went back to Europe, Switzerland maybe. And did he? It's, yeah, oh, that's right. He signed. He's going to play in Europe. Oh my god, so I forgot about that. Back. Yeah, he's gone. Wow. A lot of, lot of names that, it, you know, Jackets fans like you and I that get to know these guys because they come up and fill in slots that are just not going to be there anymore. No. And I tell you, the one on that list that's probably going to hurt more than the rest, Tyler Sakura. I mean, in Cleveland, he I played a big, big. I thought for sure you were going to say Barube. Oh, no. That's, that's just a personal one. But Sakura <laughs> played a big, big role in Cleveland. He just never got the chance up here. Barube. Yeah, I, we all, I agree. We all he know just, how I feel about Barube. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I, look, those guys leaving, it is what it is. And I, 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 like I said, I think and nobody's going to disagree in the long run about these guys leaving and, and whatever. And I, I truly think J.D. loves this city, loves this team, loves the fans. Clearly, him and Yarmo want the best for this team. And I truly believe that. If you look around the league at other GMs and shit that they're doing in other parts of the league, uh, like Anaheim dropping Sonny Milano after how well he played with Zegers last year. Yeah, I mean, that's I just mean, shit like that, just to dump cap space. Yep. You know, it's I, – I am very happy with our front office and how things have been run recently. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, at a, look at a team like Tampa Bay. They're going to lose Palat because they have no cap room. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to miss Palat, but – Palat they might. Played, They'll find somebody Palat. else to fill in. When you're playing with fucking Kucherov and, and Stamkos and Brayden Point and, and Hedman and right. fucking Sergeyev. And all the, showed up in the postseason. Right, which, hey, if they, they would have won three straight, man, I would have been kind of happy. That would have been – We would have been, been, been able to witness the best team in NHL history in our lifetime 
And also, the Blue Jackets are the last team that's, that beat them in a series. In a but perfect world, they would have won this year, and then we'd have played them in the first round next year <laughs> and, and knocked them, them off. That's right. Uh, so, so going into back into free agency, some of the notables coming up. Uh, we'll get to the Line A talk. We'll get that at the end because yep. there is some updates with Line A, and we'll, we will definitely get to that. Absolutely. Um, some of these some of these names that are out there now, like Evgeny Malkin, not re-signing with Pittsburgh. Uh, they re-signed Latang to a long long-term deal, yep. six, six years, six I believe. Six times six point one. So he's a, he's a he's a penguin for life. Yep. Um, I don't think Crosby's ever leaving Pittsburgh. I don't know what his deal is, but uh, Crosby and Malkin came in together, and they have been run that they've run the Metro since they since yeah. they've come in together, basically. No uh, more because there's no money left for Malkin. But it, it seems like Malkin's going to the Rangers. Is that what you're hearing? Last I heard, the the word was used imminent. It looks imminent that he's going to be a New York Ranger. And I don't know, where, where are the Rangers getting all this money from? Because also they're trying to get Patrick Kane in there, it seems like, as well. These guys are going to have to take pay cuts, right? I mean, They're going to have to. I mean, at some point, you can't have that many big names and that many big dollars and not be in cap hell. Because they still have got fucking Chris Kreider and Dude, Adam Fox, Norris Winter last two years ago. ten and a half. He's... You know what I mean? Ke'Andre Miller is going to be another defenseman over there that's going to be making a lot of money when his contract comes back up. Uh, Adam Fox, didn't they just sign him to a big deal? A big deal. He just won the Norris two years yeah, ago. Yeah, got mean, a big deal afterwards. I just don't know where they're getting this money from, Zabinijad. and they're probably going to have to dump some players. I can see players leaving, but uh, Patrick Kane um, is asking for a trade, not a UFA, but looking also to go to the Rangers. What I've noticed the trend with all of this is it's all in the fucking Metro. P.K. Suvan leaving New, New Jersey, but possibly uh, Goudreau going to New Jersey is what we're also hearing. Yeah, John, uh, Johnny, Johnny Goudreau, Goudreau coming up as a UFA. They're Calgary. talking either Philly or New Jersey. How much did Calgary offer Goudreau when he turned it down or just well, hasn't they, signed it yet? He hasn't signed it. He hasn't turned it down, but they just put a deal $10 million times eight. Yeah, $80 million contract. Uh, for eight years, which is what Bobrovsky got in Florida around that number, I think. Yeah. Crazy number, turning that down. I mean, that is not well, turning he, it down. He has I'm not turning it down. Wrong. He just has not signed it. But it's when you were presented with that, and you're like, eh, I'm not sure. And Calgary doesn't suck. Well, they don't in the regular season. I mean, they went, they went second round. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know. I mean, they ran into Colorado, right? Is that what? Yeah, or no. I mean, the buzzsaw of the avalanche, no, I believe. the Oilers took them down. Oh, which the Oilers, I mean, can't blame for that either. But then the Oilers got get swept by Colorado. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Um, I mean, there, there's worse teams he could go to, like New Jersey. Yeah. Or I, Philadelphia. New Jersey's, building a, New Jersey's building a fucking team down there, man. They've yeah. got a good team starting down yeah, there. Yeah, they're in the same boat as us. They got a shit ton of Better young guys. They got fucking, well, maybe not. Uh, another a couple other notable UFAs coming up. I don't really project the Blue Jackets signing any of these guys, uh, but you're looking at PK Subban, Claude Giroux, Phil Kessel, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Ryan Kessler, Alexander Radulov, Johnny Boychek. Uh, like these these player these big names out there right now. Um, UFA starting tomorrow that are probably going to go. Some of these older guys are probably going to go sign with some cup contenders. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I know Florida's still interested in Giroux, but now I'm hearing. You know, we've we've been hearing the Ottawa talk for a long time because that's where he's from. Right. But now all of a sudden he's being linked to Edmonton. I can see it. I mean, he wants to go win a cup, man. He's yeah. going to do whatever he has to do. I mean, he wouldn't have left Philly if he wasn't trying to win a cup. No, and when he, he waived his no trade for that. Yeah, and when he and when he left Philly and waived that no trade, it was I'll go to Florida. It wasn't trade me. It was I'll go here. And so I'll, he, go, and then uh, also with Patrice Bergeron on that. Uh, from everything that I'm seeing from Chicklets, yeah. who was a Boston-based well, podcast, yeah. basically. Supposedly through his agent, he's already said it's Boston If it's not nowhere. Boston, he's retiring, right. is what he said. So Bergeron's not going anywhere, or he's retiring. Um, I, how old is he? He's almost 30, He's 37 years old. Well, I don't know. He's, he's on that one-year deal. Boston, Boston superstars are aging to the point where it's like, oh, they're going to have to start like flipping shit here pretty soon. I love it. And. And I don't know. Posternot could start moving here Boston's eventually. Boston's getting old. Pittsburgh's Taylor Hall just disappeared old. into the black hole of Boston sports. Washington's as it is. getting old. I mean, yeah, some of the big boys are getting old. Hey, and that's the that's I think that's the beauty of it too is the Blue Jackets are so young in the Metro and all these teams that have always kicked the shit out of us for as long as I can remember. Hey. 
are getting older and they're going to start flipping shit. I done made the video last year. There's a youth movement in the NHL. There sure is. And I'm uh, here for it. So the RFA deals have been uh, taken care of for the most part, I believe. Yeah, any RFA that's going to be pretty much 90% of them that are going to be signed have either been given a contract or a qualifying offer. So the qualifying offers, I think, for most of these players are going to get signed that were offered such deals from right. the Blue Jackets. Um, the one that has not been signed yet, and the, and the biggest question hanging over the entire team right now, and this isn't just a Columbus story, this is a national news story with the NHL, is Patrick Laine. Uh, Patrick Laine is a dynamic, dynamic superstar in the league. Um, I, he, what point per game last year, I think, on the dot. Uh, hurt a lot of the year, six weeks out of it, seven if, if you count COVID. This is a guy, in my opinion, that you build a team around, like in Ovechkin. This is, a, this is where you get your cup, right. is he, by starting with a 24-year-old Patrick Laine, who is still an RFA and still one of the best goal scorers in the league right now. And may not have even hit his prime yet. I don't think he has. I think I he's mean, still he, figuring out his teammates. Yeah, we're probably cities two in. years away from seeing the best Patrick Laine. I think about 27 to, uh, 27 to 29 is the prime years in, in most athletes <laughs> and most sports. And that's just... Analytics and scientific proof, whatever. It's right. That's what it is. It's, it's your 27 mid, to late, to mid to late 20s is when you're at your best. When you figured out your, men, your mind is in the right mm -hmm. spot, you're getting older in your life, you're figuring shit out, you're becoming an adult. Uh, shit, I just turned 28 last week and I'm still figuring shit yeah, out. You know what I mean? Well, I can tell you this much. I haven't been 27 to 29 in a while and it's all fucking downhill after <laughs> that. <laughs> He's hitting his prime. It's, it, what we're hearing, and this is from Yarmo's mouth today, Yep. Specifically, Channel 4, I don't know who interviewed him. I would give credit, but I'm not sure who it was. Yeah, it was, I just saw it via Twitter. It was, it was one of the sports reporters for Channel 4. Um, I, he, Yarmo said, they want, we want a long-term deal, and he's, and he's referencing the Blue Jackets want a long-term deal, and so does Patrick Laine. Now all they need to do is agree on the on – the, from what I took out of that was the money number, right. how much money they're going to give him over – Seven, six, seven, eight years. It's going right. to be six and six plus years. Because usually the money is the issue. Right. right usually now. on long term deals like this, your superstars are going to get that big number for all eight years. Your next tier down are going to get a higher dollar number for a shorter year. If they get the longer year, they get a shorter dollar number. But Patrick Line falls into that category of give him all the money, all of it. No, I disagree with that. I hear you, and I, I know a lot of people are in that boat. Just give him $1 more than Zach Wierenski. That'd be hilarious. I, look, with the Line 8 thing, I th we're looking at $7.5 on the QO, which is what this, this is just cap-friendly updated today, right. is saying $7.5 million on the qualifying offer if he signs it, which would give them a year. My whole thing since last season, well, on the artillery podcast when I was talking about We've been this, saying it all year. I've been saying it. We've been saying it. Sign the qualifying offer, and then that'll walk him into UFA. But there's a risk there, right? If you, if you sign the QO this year and then sign him to eight years next year, however long, you get effectively get another year, but there's that risk that he walks into free agency. And I do understand with this fan base, and myself included, superstars leaving right. this team We've just been because there, they want to go that. somewhere else. I get it. There's a there's a serious reservation there in most of our minds that lock this guy down now or else he's gone. And I get it. Right. It, it understandable. Makes, it makes I mean, sense. understandable with our with our past. But Panarin, there's also Panarin there's also, has left a, a, a lasting mark oh, yeah, on this fan yeah, base. Yeah. He, yeah. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> but there there is a couple things that'll fix this. One is win games because he wants to play with a winner. Number two is don't lose games because he doesn't want to play with a loser. Which I think that he's a smart guy. Well, From what I've understood, and I haven't had any conversations with him. Right. Everybody I, sees what we're building here. I, I, for sure. Patrick Laine specifically, him as a person, I think that he is a very intelligent human being. Like his hockey IQ is up there, off oh, the charts. Yeah. It's very good, and he understands what's happening around him. Very self-aware of everything that's going on around him. I, mean, I he think color he coordinates his beanies to his cars. He that's amazing. He absolutely sees 
what is happening here and the team that is getting built around him. Right. I said, we, you and I were both in the skate space last week. We both joined in and talked yep. to Dylan Tyre and Jeff Svoboda. I came in and said, I think Voracek gives Patrick Line the best chance to win now. We have two, right. two more years, years of left Voracek. with Voracek. I truly believe that Voracek is a is him and Boone. You can't count Boone out no. at all. Recency bias, bias. Boone was hurt the last half of the season, right. but I think Jake Voracek is a clear leader in that locker room and a really, really good passer, a <laughs> really good assist man. Like like him best in the league on the right side and Line on the left side with Boone in the middle is a match made in fucking heaven, and I think Line sees that, and he knows exactly what he's getting himself into. Yeah. There is a real chance that if these guys develop, that we've drafted over the last couple years, develop into what we think they're going to, Voracek and Boone Janner and Patrick Line are leading us to the promised land. Yep. I can see it happening in the next We may have to sign Voracek for one more year to get it done, but yeah, I hope so, man. Voracek clearly loves it here. I mean, oh. he loves to be here. He, The fans love him. He's I, received well. I, he's I, a I, national I, fucking treasure. Absolutely. I he, love he's him. My Spirit we all animal. love him, right? He's my fucking spirit animal. And he is so good with line A. So good with line A. And that beard. Oh, that beard. It's so good. I Line A totally sees what's going on around here. I am preaching in the choir here. I, I know most people listening to this know that he's going to get a deal done. It's just yeah, a matter of when, to. how long, how long the deal's going to be, and what kind of money we're paying right. him. Well, let me ask you this. If he doesn't, is Yarmo on the hot seat? I mean... <laughs> I hate to say it, because that would be how many you know Panarin line. I mean, how many big guys are we going to let well, it's get all away? With RFAs. I mean, if you even want to go back to PLD, PLD signed his deal in, out of spite, basically, and immediately asked for a trade. Right. Immediately, and went out and started just fucking and boofing then, it to get the trade done sooner. Yeah, and then had the shift of all shifts. And then he goes up to Winnipeg and doesn't even want to be in fucking Winnipeg anymore. He wants out of Winnipeg. He said he wants to test the free agency market when he's out in two years. He's got two right. years left on his deal, and he wants out already. Give me a fucking break, dude. Anyways, we're not talking about PLD. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a fucking character that guy is. But no, I mean, I just honestly, I mean, we all say in Yarmo we trust, in Yarmo we trust, in Yarmo we trust. But how many big fish get away before you change fishing poles? This is it. This is this is Yarmo's this rebuild, and this line A is a huge part of this rebuild. Retool, whatever you want to call it. Starting last year when he said it. To everybody in Nationwide Arena during the draft party last season, he told everybody there. It's not a rebuild. This it's is a retool. He, did say, he said rebuild there. After that, he said retool. Retool. Starting last year was when the rebuild started, whatever you want to call it. Right. Line A is 75% of that rebuild, in my opinion. It, that uh, is the main piece that has yeah. to fall before everything else falls down I mean, I would, I would say he's 50% because without him, the rest of the rebuild doesn't matter. Exactly. And then it's starting over again, and at that point, find a new GM. Right. Because he's doing his rebuild now. It's time to find a way to win now with this core of players because this is the good core. This is the core of players that's going to win you something. This is, I mean, we're building probably the best lineup we've ever had right now. Ever. I sure. It's, it's going to be hard to beat that 2019 lineup with Panarin and Duchesne and Dezingle played well, and David Savard, and Jones, and Warinsky, and Ryan Murray, and Jesus, I can keep going. Yeah, but Bjorkstrand was I amazing. Mean, Texier showed out in that in that in those playoffs. Right when we Texier still got Texier, oh my god, he's, he's better than he was then. We still got Bjorkstrand, he's better than he was then. I I you think that if Yarm to replace Panarin, and then you throw a Jacob Voracek out there right. instead of a Matt Duchesne, you know, I mean, we've got the names, the bodies, we've got the players. Yeah, I mean, we just Honestly, it comes down to two things. Is the defense going to stand up this year, and is the goaltending going to return? Goaltending is a big question mark. Yeah. Big question mark. Yep. That's going to be something else we focus on big time next season oh, is yeah. goaltending. One of those two got to pull their heads out of their asses, period. And If not, Tarasov's going to get a shot a lot quicker than well, we all thought. Going back to goaltending, how surprised were you that Corpy signed another deal? Was it two years? I called that. Was one it two year. year? One year. It was one year. We kind of all did. Like yeah. Nobody else is going to be interested in him. No, we he's know what yeah, we it. know what he's capable right. of. We've seen it. He's not going to get the money on the free agency market this year, and because last year was just that damn bad. Now he's had the hip surgery. If he comes back and everything's okay, I mean, a lot of what happened could have been because of the injury. But we got what we know is a good goalie 
at a low price because I think there were multiple factors. The fact that he's comfortable here, the fact that he knows ownership or the, the, the management team knows what he's capable of, and the fact that we're going to Finland this year did not hurt. No, it didn't. That's for I, sure. I bet you, I almost guarantee you now, when we go to Finland, Elvis starts one, Corpy starts to the Finland? other. No, I'll never get on an airplane that long again in my life. After no. flying back from Korea, 14 hours from Tokyo, Japan to Detroit, Michigan, I will never be on a plane longer than three hours again in Fair my enough. life. Now, Vegas is four hours, not even that. I'll get a layover. <laughs> right, I'll right. stop in Denver. Vegas, yeah, another extra hour doesn't hurt anything. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the Line 8 thing, man, it's got to get figured out, and it will get figured out. I think it will. The I front office knows how important that guy is to this entire team. The fan yeah. base, the marketing, I mean, he is a national the, – the, the outfits he shows up to, he's just a PR – he's a PR's wet dream, dude. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes. the guy's just a walking content creator. So that's what we got on that. I, we're, this is clearly all speculation right now, but this is educated guesses, I guess. Uh, I, I still think the, QA, the QO should get signed, and then we go from there, especially if he understands what he has around us. I understand also everybody needing the, needing the long-term deal done now for their right. sanity. I completely understand that as well. It just. Hey, but if you want to be sane, don't be a sports fan. That's fair. Well, a Columbus fan at least. <laughs> go up to Boston and be one of their fans. They're always good. Yeah, no shit. So, all right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about today? Did you have anything else? I'm, I'm curious out of the out of the UFAs, who would you like to see us go after, and who do you think we have a chance at getting? Who would I like to see truly is Johnny Johnny Goudreau. I know he's going to come with a high price tag, especially after Calgary offered him eighty million dollars over eight years. Yeah, uh, that's a huge price tag on a player that. It's all right. He's good. He's very good. He's worth maybe not that much, but he's very, very good. I, I always thought that he would fit in really well here with this team years ago, even when he was on the trade block right. with them, and they were, they were looking to get rid of him. I, I don't know. I, I really think that so, Johnny Goudreau would be that. I just don't think it's realistic. So Johnny, Johnny Goudreau is your pipe dream. Mine's Kadri. I think with the year he had, Nassim Kadri. I don't think there's no way in hell we could bring him here, but he's that guy that has the grit we need. He's just, I mean, he's a big boy that plays hard, plays physical. Yeah. Gives it that little bit extra on there. You know, does he cross the line? Eh, he might tiptoe it. But I, a guy like that, that that's that's my pipe dream. Is there's, also, there's also Ryan Strom out of New York, uh, center from New York Rangers. Um, I think he would fit in well here. He'd be a second, third-line guy that – could really fill that hole. You know, Roslovic is well, there as well. And then yeah. speaking of centers from New York, I think Andrew Kopp would be a realistic get. He's buddies with Wierenski, and he's UFA this year. And I yeah. don't think he's going to carry as big a price tag as some of the others. I think uh, if we were to do something tomorrow at 12.01, I think a guy like that is something that Yarmo could pull more than some of these other guys. Uh, yeah, and then the other one is that I've been seeing is John Klingberg. I know he's probably not yeah. going to sign here, but See, I, I, I'm here in Seattle. Uh, they're the ones that got the money to pay. Man, why? I just because he's a third line. He's Those a third guys, pair Seattle defender that's really good on the power play, and he wants money. No one's going to pay that much for a third pair guy anymore. I want to. I, I would have loved to sit in that that draft room when they did the entry draft or the uh, the expansion draft, Seattle, and they they took Giordano. Uh, what, 37 years old out of Calgary? Just, like, what are you guys doing? And it doesn't make sense. Sent him away. Made him captain and then sent him away. And then sent him to Toronto. Like, paid him that much money and then, like, they tried to tank this year. It was clear. See, the other big D name I'm hearing is the Josh Mason from Colorado. Josh Manson. Manson. Yeah, sorry. What did I say? Mason. Josh Manson. So, if we were going to go after a center and a D in free agency, those are, you know, I'm thinking Cop and Manson or. And we'll see what happens. I mean, I can even see Yarmo, you know, going after guys that don't make as much, lower cap hit, but can fill in holes uh, around the team. So I, it's hard to say. Yarmo makes a lot of moves that we never saw coming. Yeah, like first round draft picks. <laughs> yeah, Chinnikov. Yeah, like that and uh, Nyquist. We never. That was the year that Panarin and Bob and all those yep. guys left. 
we never really saw Nike was coming. I don't know who we were really looking for him either. So, best free agent signing in club history. True. I've been yeah, we've been saying that for a long time too. So, uh, I've got nothing else. I mean, do you have anything else? Do Do we want to talk about my bet? Yeah. You have a bet. I. I, I, apparently, I've made a bet with all of Twitter, oh, thanks, thanks Bem- to Dennis Kelly. Bemstrom. Oh, we didn't talk about Bemstrom. No. Uh, coming back in as an RFA next season. He'll be here again next year. So, trade what, How do you feel about that? I, He's trade bait. You really think so? I, I do. I, I mean, we obviously, we all know how I really feel. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a waste of money. I really do. I, mean, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that, Bemstrom is what we think Nyquist is. Yeah, I saw that too. He was an analytic nerd. According Who to the, the analytics. Fuck do you think you are? You know, if you're going to sit around and just look at fucking stats all day and not actually do the eye test, watch these guys on the ice, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my <laughs> mentions, you idiots. I'm so sick and fucking tired. Look, I am all for I, I enjoy most of the advanced analytics. When Jay Fresh Hockey. And, and these guys that are putting out these cards on players that are saying, this is what he's going to be. This is his wins above replacement. That is great numbers. But the guys yeah. that are saying, the people that or girls that are saying, Bemstrom is better than Nyquist because of advanced analytics, you are a fucking idiot. You are a fucking moron. I don't Preach. care. Who you, Jesus, Preach man. Like, I'm, I'm here Preach. for it. And, it. and it helps with finding players that fit in well and, and, and teams that you wouldn't really see stats-wise. But come on. Bamstrom right. better than Nyquist? Give me a fucking break, dude. No, not even on his best day. Not even close, except for the time he got that hat trick and we left early. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that takes us back to our buddy Dennis Kelly, who who put out a video and basically mentioned the fact that I like to bitch, moan, and complain about Bimstrom. But every time I do, he tends to score, whether it's a goal, an assist, or both. So Dennis has asked me, if I could please bitch about Benstrom before every game this year, that way he will score 82 points. So, being the loyal fifth liner that I am, because I love this team and I want wins, and if it means Benstrom gets 82 points, I have agreed that I will bitch, I will moan, and I will complain if it benefits the fifth line. Because I am nothing but but also, a man of the did, people. You, did you mention? And then I backed it up and one upped him and said, I'll do you one better, Dennis. If Emil Bemstrom scores 50 points this year, not only will I buy his jersey, I will wear it in public multiple times. Wow. Also, you have to get your name on the plaque change of the season ticket holder, on the season ticket holder plaque to <laughs> Little Boomer Bemstrom. Little Bemmer. Little Bemstrom. That would be fucking hilarious. That one ain't going to happen. Little Bemstrom, <laughs> you little shit. Honestly, I think, uh, honestly, and I'm not saying it because I don't like the guy, but I honestly think that I don't think we're going to make a huge splash in free agency, but I do think we got some trades coming, and I see a guy like a Bemstrom being packaged out the door. It. Yeah. For, uh, for future picks. And I, I, I will I, celebrate when it happens. Nah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I will. Because my mention, well, I don't know, because that means my mentions will go down 12,000 this year. True. I tell you what, that guy scores. At least I get, I, that guy scores. I get 300 mentions in five minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're done here. We talked about Bamstrom. We talked about Lion. We talked about the UFAs. Hey, tomorrow, Wednesday, July 13th at noon, free agency opens up. Pay attention. Uh, also, the Artillery Podcast will be dropping a podcast tomorrow night. After free agency has gotten through the bulk of the afternoon, uh, we will be recapping everything that's happened at that point. And also we'll talk about the draft as well a little bit, uh, just adding on to what we talked about today. So uh, thank you so much, Little Boomers, for being here today. Look, we have, I think we have a great, um, a, a great future ahead of us. I truly believe that. Oh, if, yeah. if I didn't think that, I wouldn't be sitting here saying that. I will be a fan of this team forever as long as I live no matter what. Uh, but I will always tell it how it is. And I, I 100% believe that there is a clear direction for this franchise, a winning direction for this franchise. Oh, we, we are an arrow going up. Yarmo and JD are on the right path, and I hope they continue doing that. And fucking sign line A, Jesus. I'm so tired of hearing it on Twitter. Yeah, for, yeah, for we know all we, of our sanity, sign 
Sign line. For fuck's sake, we know they need to pay line and We get it. All right? We get it. Talking to you, Blue Junkies. Wink, wink. I love Blue Junkies. I don't so know who I, that is, but I love that. that I count. actually met them at our bar last year. Did you? I did. Good per- good people? They are. Good. All right, Low Boomers, we are out of here. This has been Bucket and Boomer. I am Bucket at Kyle here with my co-host, Low Boomer. Thank you so much. Uh, we will have sponsors. We'll, we'll shout out some sponsors, you know, once the season comes around. We got some, we got some sponsors to reel in here, so... Uh, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Bucket and Boomer. I am at Kyle's Artillery. And what are you on Twitter? I am at Little Boomer CBJ. It's been real little boomers. We're probably wrong about everything, but we're going to act like we're right anyways because we are right about everything. I live my life being wrong. Checking the mic. Oh, hold on. And, all right, here we go. Checking the mics. One, two, one, two. My levels look way too high. They're coming down a little bit. I'm going to come down on that just a tiny bit. Yes. Oh, we are peaking. Baby, don't peak. Come on, right? Oh, no, right? I need to lower the gain. Gain needs to come down. I'm sorry. I am really finicky about that. I'm not. This is finicky. I'm not. This isn't finicky. I'm finicky. All right, uh, I'm still talking. Little Boomer hasn't even talked yet. I'm still trying to figure out my levels here. This is the longest mic check of yeah. all time. That I, looks good. Go ahead. I'm just waiting on you to be done so I can say, check two one, check two one. Got microphone dyslexia. I'm still adjusting. Do I need to keep talking and talking and talking like Emil Bemstrom, who just keeps staying and staying and staying?